Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Weirdly Magical Podcast. And I am Lou Louise Eddington. I am an astrologer and author and um, guide, I guess. <laughs> and you are? <laughs> I am Jen, Jen Duchenne. I'm an Akashic illuminator and numerologist and mentor. Cool. So today we are going to be looking at the energy of the first eclipse of 2019, which is also the first new moon of 2019. Uh, the new moon takes place on January the 5th or 6th, 2019, depending where in the world you are. It would be at 5.29 p.m. Pacific and 8.29 p.m. Eastern, 1.29 a.m. Um, the UK uh, universal time on the 6th and it takes place at 15 degrees and 25 minutes of Capricorn a sextile aspect to Neptune there is it's sandwiched between Saturn in Capricorn at 11 degrees and Pluto at 20 degrees on the eclipse as well, there is um, also an exact opposition between uh, Pallas Athena in Libra and Eris over in Aries, and they are both square to Pluto and, and really widely square to the moon's nodes in Capricorn and Cancer too. Um, but not only that, after right after the partial solar eclipse, which is what this is, um, Uranus turns direct the very next day and Eris turns direct on the 10th, just, um, just five or uh, four or five days after, depending where you are in the world. So there's quite a lot going on on this eclipse, not to mention the fact that uh, Mars goes into Aries right on the new year and Mars rules Aries. So we start the new year with a bang. So we have quite a bit to talk about. Uh, Lilith is over there. Black Moon Lilith is conjunct Vesta in Aquarius. So we'll probably mention that too. Um, but Jen, do you want to give a quick uh, rundown of the numbers? to start? Sure. Yes, I would love to. Uh, something just knocked over. So weird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I... I think what's important is we've just moved into a new year, well, we will have, and we're moving into a 12 universal year. Uh, when we add the number two plus one plus uh, nine, that's uh, uh, 12. And 12 is a comic number. It's a number of service. And um, there's also a number where we learn to turn our knowledge into wisdom. So it's a, it's a very profound number. We have 12 that shows up in, all kinds of ways, uh, including astrology, 12 houses. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is a number of completion, which is what karma is. We're completing karma. We're letting go of uh, all things. That's important to note. And one and two is three. So that's a number of joy, of expression, of self-love. I call it the number of self-love. And then we have the 19, which is a one. One and, nine, one and nine is 10, which makes a one. The zero gives divine protection. So we know there's a lot of divine protection in this movement that's happening, that's going on as we kind of awaken with these eclipses starting us off in the beginning of the year. And uh, that 19 is called the, the number of the sun. So it's about shining our light. But it's very interesting, shining our light, but also being willing to be of service, which mm. is, again, ties into that 15, the sun and moon at 15 degrees. 15 is a, a spiritual number of alchemy, and it allows us to experience joy through service. By being who we are, by lovingly being who we are, we receive this information mm. and What's exciting is we have 15 showing up at the new moon. I think it's like five times in a row. So that's pretty powerful. Uh, and if I look at the date, which is the six, I'm looking at the universal time. That's a six. So 15 is a six. The date, the, the universal time is a six. 
And six is about coming home to your home, your family, which ties into this, you know, the nodal axis of the eclipse, mm-hmm. which is the Cancer and uh, Capricorn. So it's very much there. What it feels like is this is about empowering yourself to kind of break through. Uh, there's one other number I want to mention, and that's the 13. January is a 13 month, and that's about change. It's mm-hmm. about unexpected, rapid, kind of transformative change. Uh, so we know it's going to be a very quick start to the year. And, I, noticed, uh, I, noticed yes? I noticed that Venus, Chiron and um, Uranus are all at 28, uh, which is a one as well. And you already mentioned the one. So. Yes, yes. And the one is the, you know, the, the 28 is the, uh, what do you call it, degree? It's a... Um, almost the anerotic degree, 29, 28, 28. Yeah, it's that, yeah. that energy of uh, kind of pushing us into a new place. So we're at that tip, the 10, which is like the 10th house. We're being pushed into something new, something different. But it is also about standing our ground because 28 is a number that asks us to trust ourselves and trust our intuition instead of trusting what the other people are telling us, which I think is a very profound kind of energy, which ties into where we are right now. And um, interestingly, after, I mean, we will talk about the overall kind of message of this, but um, as well, we have um, right after the eclipse. So we've got Mars going into Aries. We've got a solar, uh, partial solar eclipse, which is a new moon eclipse. So a new beginning Mars, um, in Aries rules it, but Aries is the first sign. So we've got a new beginning there. We've got all these other ones. Then we've got uh, Uranus and Eris going direct. And we will have no retrogrades for two whole months, which is uh, 2018 has been a year of so many retrogrades with Mars and Venus both going retrograde um, and who don't actually go retrograde every year. So we've got, um, it's kind of full steam ahead. It is, it really feels like we're being shot out of the gate, like a racehorse at the beginning of 2019. It's like, get going, get changing, get moving. And of course, Capricorn is the energy of ambition and building foundations um but it's also a cardinal sign which is initiation so there's a lot of get going start things it's time Mm. another good capricornian word and the new moon is sandwiched between um saturn in capricorn and pluto in capricorn which um i think is very um um important because pluto has been digging up what doesn't work in our institutions and rules saturn in capricorn is the rules so this this eclipse is right between these two energies saying hey it's time to build your own foundations really in this world yes yes and that's of course very interesting because um this energy and we've talked about this before saturn being a female sign is this she goat you know climbing up the mountain the determination and it's about foundation and hierarchy and the breaking down of an old hierarchy can only happen when we are willing to disrupt through our own intelligence and our own connection to the divine or what we believe which is very much the energy of this new moon Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's fascinating that we have um, Saturn at 11 degrees, right? Which is the number which in the 2018, a very key number. It's about stepping through this challenge. So Saturn is really pushing us to step through what we fear. Like we have feared people in charge or, you know, I talk about the general we, but I certainly have had some of that. Uh, But it's like uh, breaking through the fear and the, the, the disconnect of, oh, I'm not allowed to do what I want. I've got to follow orders and just going like, no, we've got to collapse all of this stuff so we can create something new. And then, of course, Pluto. So one and one is two. And Pluto is at 20 degrees, which is also um, a two. And there's that connection, that bridging, that 
wanting us to break down what is necessary to kind of foster or seed the project we're working on, the thing we're beginning to create. So it's like we all have to find our own project, basically, so we can begin to move forward together. And interesting, I know you mentioned with the foundations and 13 is the divine feminine number, right? It's mm. a number of, uh, of great uproar and change and genius, but it adds up to a four, which is about foundations and earth and bringing things to earth. Mm. Uh, so then, of course, twos and fours are about making things real, attending to the details. And I do think that's part of this whole sandwich here, right? This meal here is interesting because it is about... We can't, even though we're going to be pushed to go forward and do things, we can't be in a hurry to just, you know, do it badly. Saturn wants us to do things very in order. And, and I think the numbers are keying us up the same thing. If we really want to push ourselves in this 12 year of discovering what true joy is by activating, you know, our knowledge like i don't want to do the same thing i've done you know having war and bashing heads against one another doesn't mm. do anything i want to find my own creative spirit and spark then we begin to understand the meaning of this um, new moon kind of the the metaphor that's coming that comes to my head when i when i look at this chart for this yeah. moon is um there's there's become a little trend in the area where i live to demolish um the house to buy a house demolish it but build on the foundations that were already there and and just build it in a different way it's kind of putting things back together to make it new and and so it's not about kind of just smashing everything up and being a complete anarchist but it's about rearranging and changing it mm. and and it's interesting that on this uh, and in fact for pretty much the whole first half of 2019 which brings me to i will mention <laughs> jen and i are going to do a, a 29 overview o overview to help you um harness the energies of 2019 to activate your weird magic so look for details on that and um that's a good reminder to me to tell you because i forgot <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> we're going to do it early in january so so watch out for that um and look out for details of how to access it but it is very you know it almost goes back to my sculpting theme for 28 mm. only this is more kind of solid kind of laying the bricks kind of thing um and then we've got this um the grand cross that lasts for most of 2019 to um palace athena and um eris as well the two goddess energies which are really kind of infiltrating and squaring they're going to be squaring the nodes they're going to square all this stuff in capricorn there's a lot of this cardinal energy that is initiating change but because it's a, a square or a grand cross it's kind of the 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 key to negotiating um a grand cross really is to pull all the elements into center so again it's not about um just shaking everything up uh for the sake of it it's about shaking up what doesn't work putting a bit back together again building up again um yeah it's going to be an interesting year <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, the, the word that comes to mind as I hear you talk is it's deliberate, right? This is yes. about deliberate uh, building. And what's interesting, I keep thinking back about the number 12, which I was talking about is about completion. Uh, it allows us to recognize like, wow, I've banged my head against the wall, or this is a method that I found frustrating. But there are strands in this that I can use, just mm -hmm. like that you're... Uh, idea of the house using the foundations like what of the foundations are salvageable mm -hmm. and what so i don't have to rebuild everything uh, but there's also that freedom aspect of kind of breaking through the rigidity of the paper walls like yes. that we don't need right and that's kind of what's held us rigid or what held everything in in control for so long are these kind of paper walls that we're like, oh, I can't get out of this box. So there's so many walls. And it's like, oh, okay, these walls don't matter. I've got the foundation. I can rebuild and 
mold those bricks and bring something in new. I find it fascinating that the um, mercury is at zero degrees, right? Mm. Am I right? Yes. Well, one, one degree. Oh, one. Yes, I can't see it on the line there. So it's one degree. So it really is, again, it's coming to that start. Mercury and some of the bigger players and the more generational aspects with uh, 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 Chiron and Uranus that are playing a big role in healing our hurts or healing mm -hmm. our idea or imagination that we've been hurt and so we're so damaged we can't create what we desire. Mm. Uh, they're all at once. And this is all about this new beginning. It's kind of like opening our minds to uh, thinking differently. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's using what's already in place, but going, you know what? It's kind of like those games, Zenger or something, where you pull mm -hmm. the piece out and you're going, right? Yep. I can build some, a whole different thing by just moving things or sometimes we can just take one piece out and everything collapses. So it's, it's choosing what we want to collapse that uh, will serve us. Uh, there is also, yeah, there is also a beautiful healing grand trine, um, a water grand trine on the eclipse from Venus in Scorpio to Chiron in Pisces and the North Node in in cancer mm. and and you know there's a lot of all this um deep feminine energy kind of holding it up as if it's almost floating on it you know all this um rebuilding energy um it's i think it's an exciting year i think it's going to be challenging but it, this eclipse is really going to kick off some major uh, changes because then of course we will have uranus moving back into taurus chiron moving back into aries um because both of those this year have in 2018 have retrograded back into um aries and pisces respectively to revisit some things we needed to finish up before moving forward um so I did want to mention Black Moon Lilith and Vesta together in Aquarius too. They, um, you know, more goddess energy kind of really teaming up together to um, in the sign of Aquarius when we're moving into the age of Aquarius. This, the, these goddess energies are speaking more and more and more to our collective psyche. And we have three of them at 22 degrees, Ceres, Pallas Athena and Eris. So remind me again what about 22, the number 22? Well, 22 is a, a, a master number and it is also a highly uh, a potent number because every time there's like major change that is coming in, the 22 will show up in some way. But it's a symbol of, uh, uh, of extreme balance or peace. It's the architect of peace. Mm. And the interesting thing is because you've got the two twos, which is a very feminine number. It's a number of surrender, but it's also a number of standing up for oneself, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, where do you give and where do you hold on? So it's a bridge. Like, it's not giving everything away. It's going, um, this is what I need to do. This mm -hmm. is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the bigger picture. It's, it's looking at that bigger picture. And if you're a, a, an architect, you would be designing, which comes back to what we're talking about. You're kind of designing where things need to go instead of just kind of haphazardly building things. Mm -hmm. So it's a very deliberate uh, number. It is also that, and that number of uh, bringing things into alignment, into balance, like, like okay, these two parts like we're talking about these this time of moving away from the rigidity of you know the male and female or what it all means or this is how it's supposed to look if you're a certain person and bringing it into that place where you can remake it mm -hmm. and what's interesting about the 22 of course is that it adds up to four and again we've got the 13 so it's about laying foundation. It's connecting to the roots. So female energy is actually rooting into the earth uh, to kind of activate or bring back alive that energy. So whether we're a woman or a man or any, however we identify, it, it's about bringing our creative life force back alive and going, oh, I'm connected to source. I'm, you know, that 
my, the divine energies coming through me so I can follow my ideas and work together, which of course two is a, a number of um, working together, right? It's mm. not just working solitary. And this is what this is about. It's about connection, uh, community, what is for the good of the world? Mm. And we're not just building things. And it comes back to the year, the 12th. We're not just building things for the sake of building it. We're building it with this deliberate knowing like we've learned through our mistakes and now we want to do something different. And and, I do, sorry. Yeah. And I do oh. want to point out that an eclipse is a reset. I didn't really kind of emphasize that at the start. It's kind of does literally eclipse things <laughs> all eclipses exactly. do yeah. and a solar eclipse is generally more powerful than new eclipse than a lunar eclipse and uh, even though this is a partial with all the so we have mercury saturn sun moon pluto and the south node all in capricorn this is definitely kind of a reset and interestingly enough yesterday i um i was reading an article about the creation of the patriarchy and how did it happen so that we could learn and the article was kind of talking about well we need to learn how it came about so that we can dismantle it and create something that's more harmonious and better for humanity so it was leading back to what you were talking about that's what <laughs> yeah that's great yes i wanted to mention that i find it very interesting that jupiter uh is uh of course in his home sign at 12 mm. degrees so mm. jupiter is expanding this energy of the 12 reminding us that this is what this is about what is the focus like when we remember why we're doing things mm. uh again that you know it's that deliberation it's that connection let's 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 circle up let's talk about the things that don't work instead of just being that bull charging forward and saying my way is the you know my way yeah. or the highway it's more of this yes Things do work when we work together, and I find it interesting just in uh, you know, American politics, what's happening now kind of under the radar is that the Democrats and Republicans are actually working together mm -hmm. uh, to pass things. So the, everyone's kind of feeling this energy of, oh, oh, I see this is how it works. This is kind of the feminine energy, right? is let's sit down and talk about what's working and why we're having problems with other issues so we can actually uh, come up with solutions instead mm. of oh I'm just going to knock all the walls down and then I won't have a roof and then you know what what am I going to do so using reusing what's important I also wanted to mention the uh, um, the fact that because this is a, an eclipse right at the beginning right and you were talking about Lou the fact that you know that um, the sun being in the sun and that's the 19 like shining your light that's the tarot card is the sun right it is this this shining your light but shining it for the goodness of being who you are so you can actually have an impact in the world connecting to others like you're not doing it because you need to be recognized but because yeah. this is your true path uh, so because we have the uh, lunate the uh, eclipse early in the year we have five eclipses this year. Yes, we do. And 13 lunations, mm -hmm. which we don't have every year. And just to remind you, Luke, because I know you know this, but this is kind of a reset for next year when we're going into the 2020, which is huge. It's a oh, huge it's setup yeah. for the, right, the Saturn and when Jupiter's going to be in, um, all those planets will be in Capricorn. All lined up together. <laughs> So it's kind of sweeping us into that change. And it's true that this is this year is very different because now that we've mastered from, through 2018, kind mm -hmm. of mastered what we feared, like whatever it was that was holding us back from going forward, now we actually have to take action. So we're going to have to put our money where our mouth is and actually do things. And it, it will be, I think there will be some toughness. I did look up the uh, Saros cycle. It's 122, mm -hmm. which is a five, oh. which is like the day in America five. Five is the number of freedom and change. And it, it relates to that 13, which is very much about movement and change and, and moving with the moment instead of kind of sitting and, and um, uh, getting bogged down, being able to move more rapidly. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yes, so it's a very interesting, the Sarah cycle, the 122 is a fascinating Sarah cycle. We started oh. in 1990, the year 990. So we're getting to the end. And I'll tell you a funny thing that I looked at all the years to follow and they're all 12 years. They all add up to 12, except for one that adds up to 21. So when does this cycle end? This cycle? Uh, 2000 and 2,237 or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Not far away. Not far away, right? And we are coming to the end of a lot of cycles. We've just had Venus retrograde in Scorpio, and we're coming to the end of that cycle for this time of having eight-year cycles of Venus retrograde in... Oh, California. yes. So, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Well, the last time this uh, uh, Sarah cycle had an eclipse was in 2000, the year 2000. Uh-huh. So then we look at 2001 because it was the end of 2000, right? And right. what happened was a lot of war and change and um, new ideas. And uh, they also had one in... 1910 which was the black friday Ooh. just after it happened in uh, uh november of 1910 and on the, november the 10th black friday which was the suffragettes um protesting in london mm -hmm. and there was a lot of violence and they were trying to control because women wanted the vote right mm -hmm. so um very interesting so oh and interesting as well is that yes. eris um who i presented on for EA Zoom meetings the other day. She's yes. wearing all this Capricorn stuff all all through 2018 and 19, 2019 and 20, I mean. And she moved into Aries in 1920, which was also around the time of women's suffrage, of um, Eris moving into this sign of individuation. So we've got all these things. Wow, that's powerful. Yes, yeah. the other key years of this uh, Sarah cycle, uh, uh, 1981. Uh -huh. 1981. So what happened in 1982? There was a lot of different things. I looked it up. Mm -hmm. There was war and uh, dictators getting toppled, or shifts and new um, new inventions. Also, oh. 1984, which was another big year, right? So um, I just had a light bulb moment as well about this eclipse. Really. <laughs> It's on the same degree as the last exact Uranus-Pluto square um, oh. on, that was on March the 16th, 2015. Wow. Wow. And uh, for those of you that don't remember, if you haven't been following astrology for a while, we had uh, seven exact Uranus-Pluto squares between 2012 and 2015 that have really shaken up the whole of society and our governments, basically. <laughs> So this uh, sun and moon is um, right on that degree. And we haven't mentioned that it's on this fixed star Vega as well. Um, there's so much going on that kind of, you look at this chart at first and you kind of think, mm, not, not huge amount going on. And then you go, oh, yes, there is. <laughs> so we, yes. look, we looked up the fixed star Vega and she's a mix of energies, isn't she, Jen? She's, uh, yes. Yeah, she's... Uh, well, let me see where are we so we're going to quote for this one unless you have it there she's um grave both grave and sober and has some serious overtones but she's also seen as generally a positive influence and a good omen when conjunct the sun yes so what's very interesting about this and i think this is the last leo um is this the last Leo eclipse? Uh, yeah, well, it's not oh, a Leo eclipse, is it? We've got a Leo eclipse coming. Oh, no, that's the... Yes, that's the, the next one. Yeah. The one. That's right. Yeah, the new moon, sorry, the full moon eclipse. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. So many things going on. But yeah. uh, what's interesting about it, that's right, this is the Capricorn, um, the new one. Uh, again, what's fascinating about it is this Sarah cycle as well, is there's a lot of what you're talking about. This idea every time has been this, this flooding the senses, flooding the world with a lot of confusion and upside down stuff, new inventions that kind of shake us up, things about uh, gay rights, 
things about war, liberation, all in every one of these years, there's stuff like that. And we're again, we're in that space where when we are shaken up because mm -hmm. our values are being challenged, like we are being called to step up. That's one thing that happens when war happens. Mm -hmm. like, and I don't think we're going to have a war in the normal way, but there will be some of that conflict and mm -hmm. could be war of some kind somewhere. However, what happens with war is it makes us come back to what we, we really count as valuable. Those mm -hmm. ideas of kindness, sharing things, working together, uh, kind of dropping some of the egoic structures. I think they said Vega has something to do with that as yes. well. Yes, she does. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's all of that. And, and what you were talking about, like with the Neptune aspect, aspecting the um the whole moon thing yeah it's got it first of all it's 14 degrees which mm -hmm. it's moved right so 14 is a five it's about speaking your truth and then it it's slowing us down a little bit bringing in some liquid right into that mix so we can be more spiritual mm -hmm. i think in our approach which is very much a feminine aspect and also, of course, you know, Jupiter and, and Neptune are going to aspect each other uh, by square three times in the coming year. And they're approaching it on this eclipse. And, uh, you know, to look at a very more minor aspect, if you like a semi-septile, which is from the new moon to Jupiter, is that's actually quite a high spiritual aspect. It's a high harmonic, it's called. And um, re and Jupiter is of the same energy of Neptune as well, really. And they're both in their own signs. So yes. both, there is a whole lot of spiritual uplift coming, or it's there for the... Um, the potential is there, let's say. <laughs> it, it can also be kind of that too much... Um, it's i watched a movie on netflix this everybody mm. was talking about the other night be the big uh something bird box bird box oh yes yes and people were like um killing themselves because they they saw something that was like their worst fears or their worst um or their motives but some of them seemed in rapture though they seemed in rapture. So it's got that kind of fear rapture kind of energy to it as well. Some people might find it just overwhelming and too, mm, too mm. not careful. So be aware of that. You know, this energy is very heightened. It's, mm. but it's, if you're kind of open to it and doing the work and kind of hanging out with the right people, you know, or I don't mean in terms of gurus, I just mean people that will have your back kind of thing then i think you'll be able to manage and uh, really harness this kind of spiritual uplift that's available yeah i also think that you know we have and we've talked about this before but there's just so much fear that's been kind of engineered in our systems oh. and, and the way we respond so when something happens and of course disasters wars all these horrible things when they happen uh uh we can get caught up in fear and not know what to do next. But if any of us, like we've all been through times, like you're an accident, something terrible happens and you know what to do. Like it's like the first moment, maybe you're frozen and you're completely freaked out, but then you're like, okay, well, I don't have any choice. I'm just going to have to kind of do the next step. Exactly. And to focus on that. And I think this, to me, the message here is so much more about listening to our, intuition and and not being in a hurry like we have a tendency to want to tell everybody else listen i know the right way you don't listen to me mm -hmm. and to just kind of take that step back and say let me hear what they're saying let me hear what i'm hearing and figuring look you have an idea i have an idea let's see how we can work this together we can both compromise a little we can both say look i really need to have this and that's how we begin to do all kinds of things, build things, which is we have so much of support. When I look at this chart, it just feels like there's so much support from the universe, from the cosmos, from, uh, from our neighbors, from mm -hmm. you know, it's people we have something in common with. Absolutely. It's there for the taking. The support is 
if yes. you don't allow yourself to get swept up in mass hysteria. <laughs> right, exactly. And and that's the thing is we mustn't be afraid, like even of death. Like, yeah, you know, we can get like caught up like, oh, people are dying or I can die or this is a disaster. But all of those things don't matter as much as going, let me just ground myself. Mm-hmm. Let me just focus on what's the next step. What can I do now? Right. Because, you know, uh, we're all here to do something. I mean, this is the comic energy of following the pattern, listening, mm-hmm. realizing, wow, I know this stuff, but I need to activate it. I can't just have it in my head or in my heart. That's the best place to connect. Yes, right? exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I was just, um, I, I always like Facebook is my world really. <laughs> well, it's not completely. My family is my world, but in a daily basis, this is where I kind of pick up on what's going on in the world and things. Mm. And I'm seeing a lot of, uh, you know, fear of like, Oh, we're, we're all going to die because of the climate and we're all going to die about this. But there's no point in, in kind of going off into this kind of thing. You can only do what you can do, as Jen said, and really kind of, I think I've, and I've said this for quite a while, and I think this lunation is kind of pulling us back to that. We're kind of being pulled back to being more local and seeing how we can support each other in our communities. And, mm. um, and that support shows in the chart, as Jen said. So, uh, and it's happened this week, you know, I told Jen just before we started, one of my friends actually um, uh, killed herself on Friday. She'd, she'd been unwell for a while and, you know, we could all be in like horrors and falling apart like that. But what I'm finding interesting is that she was part of a community I was very involved with and we'd all kind of fallen apart for a while. Now everybody in that community is saying we've all got to have each other's backs. We've all got to come back together. So it's that kind of energy. Yes, it's like a spark of life. When when things happen, when tragedy happens, that's the point, is it kind of awakens something inside of us, Mm -hmm. this realization, like I'm I'm wasting my life in fear and in not doing things because someone will judge me. And I was like, wow, let's really feel that heart connection. Mm -hmm. I've befriended you. I feel this connection. What can we do together? What can we accomplish? You know, it's kind of like, you and I do. I mean, we've known each other for a long time. We've talked about working together and we've kind of tried different things and mm-hmm. it didn't work. And this, we, it just kind of fell together. It wasn't anything we didn't like really plan much. It was just like, oh, you want to do a show? And it just, and it's. I well, heard a show about podcasts. And <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe we should do that. And we were like, yeah, let's try. <laughs> Right. And, and that's the power, right? The joy, you know, we talk about remembering this idea of the 12, the joy of, of being in motion, of actually doing something where we're, in, we're having such a good time. We're creating and we're seeing the results, the material results of, wow, this is so fun. Let's do it again. Hey, mm. some people are listening. Like, but we're just going to keep doing it because it feels good. Yeah. And that is how you create unity and connection and build bridges and uh, and all the stuff which is so incredible be creative be artistic you know use your voice in so many different ways i I think that's so fascinating that neptune is the 14 in pisces this idea of using your spiritual voice to free yourself Mm -hmm. from the you know the confinement you know when you think about that aspect of the nodes which are the cancer has mm-hmm. you know being hidden and afraid and i don't have a shell and i won't be accepted you know if i do something out of it now it's like here's just come out in the water and you'll see the other creatures yeah. and you can them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay so should we do the symbols do you think yes yes let's yes. do the symbols Okay, are you going to go first? I will this time. And then you haven't pulled a card, so I think we'd get that too. Okay, yes. So, um, um, actually, I realise I have the wrong symbol up. So if you want to read yours first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 
So I'm reading the, the uh, Sabian symbol. So Capricorn 16, we're dropping to the 16 because it's 15 point, what is it? 15 point? Yes, it's 15, 30 something. So. Yes, I, I actually no, 15, fifteen twenty-five. Yes, it's interesting because 15 is a 6, 25 is a 7, right? Then, of course, we have the 5 because it's the 5 and 6, so mm -hmm. 5, 6, 7. So we have this kind of energy of flow, which I find fascinating about this, all of this. <laughs> uh, so Capricorn, 16 degrees, school grounds filled with boys and girls in gymnasium suits. Uh, keynote, the need for physical activity and play, especially in adolescence. Um, I think that's a key piece here because I think so many of us as nations are in adolescence. Mm -hmm. Society has learned that a balanced combination of intellectual study and physical activity is necessary for the harmonious development of the human personality. Adults often forget this under the pressure of money-making and other duties, and the symbol reminds us of it. This is the first stage of the 58th five-fold sequence, which begins scene 20 of the cyclical ritual. It shows how we normally depend upon physical stimulation and exercise for the maintenance of our health, and therefore an equally healthy society. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, pretty fascinating. I, I think that idea of, you know, being in a gymnasium, like girls and boys, like you're, you're here to do what you're here to do. And this is very much this kind of 12 energy, right? We're here to be a service. We're donning those clothes. We're getting ready. We're activating exercise so we can have a brighter, more open mind, more connected body. And interestingly, the Chandra symbol is, is kind of very physical and active. So um, the symbol is dinosaur bones discovered while digging. Purpose marks the spot, a mixed up approach, fusing together components that do not match. Doggedly pursuing straight intent, yet you're wide open unwittingly to whatever will show you a different picture. Tremendous karmic backlog, oppressive and detailed, the soul's record kept strictly in mind. There's no freedom here. The future does not dawn. However, redemptive hard work is immensely powerful, harnessed as what must be done to achieve a goal you've barely glimpsed. Something great is possible if all assumptions are cast away and the direct evidence of deep experience becomes centrally there. Wow. So what actually, kind of what both of these symbols um, really scream to me, now I look at them both together, is, is being present in the moment and just focusing on what you can do in the moment, um, which I think we've mentioned already. Mm. Uh, as, you know, deliberate, to go back to your word. Yeah, and it's actually very interesting because it's very Capricornian. Like it's like climbing the mountain. Like you have one goal, and I think this is part of it, is, you know, many of us have many goals and many ideas and we have so many opinions about all this stuff and this uh, time and this eclipse is calling us to one focus like what is the one thing we can do now mm. you know that we desire and kind of turns us on and we can focus on and you know that's the mountain that we're going to climb and we can only climb you know one step at a time and then we're going to get somewhere we're going to have to rest and you know and yeah. and that's it and we may go back and bring others with us so it's a it's a long deliberate plan it's not a um, you know uh, throwing it up a seat whatever you call it pants seat of your pants or something like this you know which i i, I think is, is a challenge to many of us to follow our own dreams as opposed to following someone else's dreams and how do we intersect those dreams with others right? yeah so we're following our truth we're allowing the the female energies to rise and and be birthed. Uh, so there's that balance between the male and female, that yin and yang we've talked about, which is so essential to our world. So overall, I would say there's nothing light and fluffy about the start of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> it does indicate kind of digging in and really kind of, you know, just getting 
to building those solid foundations and that's right rolling up the sleeves it's kind of that rosy rivet thing that's like let's get yeah. to work like and i actually i feel excited maybe because i have aries and you know my uh what do you call it my uh rising yes that's yeah. it thank you i couldn't remember the word and i have saturn in capricorn so i feel pretty <laughs> <laughs> i'm like I, I kind of like digging in and a bit of you know yes i think there's something amazing like for me uh as you know from the creative aspect but also for, it's exciting to think that wow my opinion counts like i'm mm. here to do something that i really want to do and i don't have to oh i just don't have to take a project that's someone else's baby i can really dig in and get messy and dirty, which is the three, you know, this energy of really getting lost in the paint and the paper and all this. I can really dig into something that's juicy for me as opposed yeah. to just, oh, oh, I have to do this. Right? Yeah. And it shifts all the energy. So that feels very, like I can feel this, you know, kind of ramping up energy. Yes, let's go, let's go. But, you know, yeah. let's be deliberate and, and, and let's really and roll our sleeves up. I'm like, yes. Yeah, right. Definitely. Do whatever we need, like take the time we need to figure out the places where things need unfolding, mm. which reminds me of when I went on my quest, my vision quest. I went on this vision quest. I'll tell you quickly. And uh, we had to make this rope where you had these little ties, right? They were special little ties and you put tobacco in them and it was, it was a 10 by four, 10 times four, so 40 feet long. Yeah. And then um, you rolled it up and it was going to be your space. You had to stay in and this would protect you. And uh, when I got up there, mine was completely knotted and I couldn't, and I was like, I'm not going to sleep or relax until this thing is unknotted. And then I would try and unknot it. And I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be on a vision quest. You know, <laughs> what's happening? And I was like, wait, I don't even know what a vision quest is. <laughs> so then I was like, <laughs> well, maybe this is my vision quest. And as I, yes. every time I relaxed, the rope would start to, the string would start to unwind. And every time mm. I got like stressed, mm. it would start to tighten up again, tighten up and not like before my eyes. It was yeah. like the craziest thing. But that's kind of that thing of you know you got to do what it takes for as long as it takes because you know hey yeah. you're not going to go to sleep until you got your protection around you like you're in the middle of nowhere right yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious oh. yeah. so let's have one of your lovely cards. all right i already pulled a card and interesting i i pulled a two because i got the magic bean which for those of you who can't see is a, a bean like jack in the beanstalk yes i'm jack in the beanstalk so it's the idea that here you have a seed and you can make or create from whatever comes out which i think is a powerful message and then i pulled a soul portal number eight mm. and it was so funny i was thinking about it Lou, when you were talking about the goddesses because this to me is one of those cards that speaks of the goddess rising like oh. this very implacable energy of mm -hmm. you know this is what i must do like you know there's a for those of you who can't see there's a, a lioness going forward and a, a, a like a goddess woman with this mask face um, and lots and of yellow dress yes and eight <laughs> apples <right? laughs> yeah. coming forward and then in the background is a, a great mountain that is being struck with this white like lightning so it's mm. It's like, yes, it's time. It's time to take this journey. I'm here to do whatever I need to do. You know, I'm going to walk through hardship mm. to uh, get where I need to go. I'm, I'm ready. So I thought that was a very interesting uh, yeah, it is. card to yeah. have for this. It is. And, you know, I'm not going to go on loads more because we've gone quite long already. But mm. there is a, there is an element of, uh, as you said, of with Capricorn, of hard work and of hardship, a bit of sacrifice. Capricorn, yes. uh, Cancer North Node is a bit sacrificial as well. And But I'm not talking about being the sacrificial lamb and laying yourself down for the slaughter. But it's just being prepared to give up a little stuff to, to mm. get and, what's yes. good for the whole. 
yeah absolutely and it makes me think of the 12 i, I didn't talk about the, the uh kind of we'll talk more when we do our year uh, review but um and of the challenge of the 12 is the victimization, right? Mm -hmm. So we get to choose if we, if we are victim in this, oh, I have to do it and I don't want to, or, mm -hmm. you know, I'll let go of the things like my need for things that are bullshit so I can, you know, expand my experience. Exactly. Awesome. So Jen, tell everybody where they can find you. So you can find me at jenduchen.com and I think I'm on Facebook and Instagram places under Jen Duchenne and also have a group, uh, the Light Club of the Weirdo Woo-Woos of the World. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me anywhere under my name, Louise Eddington. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, just Google my name, but I'm louiseeddington.com. I have a group, Planetary Magic Cafe. Um, my Facebook page is Louise Eddington Astrologer. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter sometimes. You could also buy my book, <laughs> Modern Astrology, Harness the Stars to Discover Your Soul's True Purpose. Or if you already have my book, I would really appreciate an Amazon review when you get time. So. Yes. So for now, that's us. Um, we're recording this on Christmas Eve. So if you listen to it before, happy Christmas. If you celebrate, if you don't, happy day off work. <laughs> happy Festivus or whatever. Happy Festivus. Yeah, I prefer that. Yeah. For the yeah. rest of us. Festival for the rest of us. Yeah, I prefer Festivus. It's just a nice yeah, day off work very... with my family to me, really. Yes. Happy, yeah. merry, joyful yeah holidays and new year and uh yes happy new start and of course if you like our podcast give us a five stars and a review if you want share yes, us please. yeah reviews welcome on itunes we have a few people that just started and didn't write anything but if you've got the time and feel like it we'd love you to write all your thoughts so. we would yeah so for now, until, well, for, for now and for 2018, it's goodbye, <laughs> it's goodbye from Lou. <laughs> goodbye from Jen.